Hey lovers, welcome to episode 9 of my podcast, Poly in Real Life, a polyamory and sex podcast hosted by yours truly, The Poly Pocket. So I had asked my Instagram followers um, through a poll which topic they wanted for this week, and the majority of the people voted for kink and my story of how I got into kink, and um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share the definition of kink, fetish, um, vanilla sex, and I'm also going to share a little bit of advice on how to get into kink. I'm going to talk about some of the kinks that exist and we're just going to have a really open great conversation um i'm really grateful that you guys liked the episode last week um if you haven't listened to that please check it out it's very valuable if you are in a relationship if you're um just out of a relationship if you're thinking about getting into a new relationship um I, i think it's just very very valuable information and i hope that moving forward my episodes just get better and better and more valuable and I just want to keep creating more content and I really appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you guys engaging with me on Instagram and helping me decide topics and answering questions and you know sending in um, suggestions and things like that. So I really, really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, let's get into this naughty episode today. So before we get into talking about all the juicy stuff about kink and all of that and sharing my own story, I want to get down to basics and let's get to the definitions of these um, common terms that many of us have heard, but maybe some of you don't know what they are. So I first want to start by defining kink and that is in human sexuality, kinkiness is the use of non-conventional sexual practices, concepts, or fantasies. The term derives from the idea of a bend in one's sexual behavior. To contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla sexual mores and proclivities. So basically a kink is something outside of what some people refer to as vanilla sex or traditional sex. Um, Now a fetish is a little bit different. Uh, So what I found was a fetish is someone has... If someone has a fetish, they have an unusually strong liking or need for a particular object or activity as a way of getting sexual pleasure. Now, the way that I have heard these two terms differentiated is that um, a fetish is something that is necessary for sexual arousal, whereas a kink is something that is kind of brought into the sexual experience, but it's not necessary for the um, purpose of arousal like it's not necessary um so that's my idea of what a kink and fetish are and what their differences are I guess you could say um now where there can be a bit of a gray area is when we are defining what vanilla sex means um a lot of times I think when people think of vanilla sex they do think a lot more about heterosexual experiences, um, meaning one man, one woman. Um, 
but it just means like very uh, traditional. To me, vanilla sex would be like no role playing, no toys involved, no, um, yeah, like no props, no toys, just very basic sex with another person, and that's about it. And if you would like to educate yourself a little bit more, um, it's just as simple as doing a Google search, going on YouTube, reading books. There are so many resources out there um, for you to educate yourself. But I did find a really good list of the most common and popular kinks. And this is on a site called kinktest.org. And the title of the article is called list of kinks definitions of the most common and popular kinks 100 plus now i'm not going to go through all of them i'm just going to very briefly kind of share what's in the article and um kind of give you a little bit of insight so that you can get an idea about what kink is what fetish is um, and all of those other things so there are some subcategories of kinks um so here they have listed as they have kinks for inanimate objects and also known as fetishism. Um, so let's see, there's balloon fetish, there's something called corsetry, which is wearing a corset to change one's body shape and that can cause arousal, diaper fetish, fire play, food play, knife play. Then we also have latex and rubber fetishes. Um, let's see, um, stockings. Underwear, which is a sexual obsession with underwear, which usually involves a man who likes to smell, wear, or collect women's underwear. Um, there's wax play, um, which is a form of temperature play in BDSM, which applies wax to stimulate a slight burning sensation to the skin. Uh, let's see, there's kinks for body parts, so people can have um, foot fetishes... There's one here, um, armpit fetish. Mm, then there's kinks for bodily excretions. Um, so also known as water sports uh, or golden showers or any sex act involving urine. Um, menophilia, which is sexual arousal from menstrual blood. Uh, vomit, sexual arousal from vomiting or substance of vomit. Um, and then there are also kinks for a particular type of partner. Um, so there's anonymous, anonymous sex is a practice of having sex with someone that you are not aware of his or her identity. So an example of this would be a glory hole. Um, let's see. Microfetish, a sexual attraction to being small or doing the sex act sex act with small partners um next we go into another category which is kinks for setting or places um so agoraphilia is a preference for having sex in public places or outdoors it is actually illegal to practice in most parts of the world which i think sometimes that can add another layer of arousal and thrill and excitement just knowing that there's a chance of being caught or knowing that you're doing something illegal um 
Then there's um, kinks for physical pain. So we have like um, masochism, which is physically or psychologically suffering pain or humiliation for sexual gratification. Uh, sadism, sexual arousal from inflicting physical or psychological pain and or humiliating, humiliating others. Um, so like impact play would be considered a kink for physical pain. Kinks for role play or scenarios. I think most of my kinks actually fall under this category. Uh, so we have age play, which is a form of role play between adults in which both parties act in different ages. Um, for example, daddy-daughter play or DDLG, so daddy-dom-little girl, would be considered age play. Uh, pet play, so a kink in which one person dresses and acts like a play or like a pet. Um, so I've seen this as like kittens or puppies. Like some one one partner will dress up like a kitten or a puppy and act like you know like they'll eat out of a dog dish or drink out of a, a dog dish. Um, and the next category kinks for a particular sex act. So we have anal. Uh, one of the big ones would be pegging, uh, which is a woman on man anal sex in which a woman penetrates a male with a strap on. Uh, body painting cross-dressing, barebacking, which is having sex without wearing a condom. Note that it is dangerous as it will lead to, or it could lead to STI transmission or pregnancy. So make sure that you are careful um, with that. DP or double penetration, fisting, impact play, which can include flogging or spanking. Um, internal cum shots, lactation, sensation play um so you're, it's a practice of stimulating body senses to heighten sexual gratification so you can use different textures uh such as silk scarves feathers ice massage um sometimes people like the feel of leather and and other other things so it's really up to the person and what they like then there's kinks for restriction or bondage um, breath play, choking, gags, those are all examples of um, kinks for restriction, also rope play, um, Japanese bondage, also known as shibari, orgasm control, orgas orgasm denial, kinks for power exchange, um, I also fall under this category, so we have like collaring, wearing a collar, or seeing others being collared to show submission to a dominant, discipline and begging, then there's kinks for humiliation. So this is going to be more of a psychological kink. Um, so one thing you'll notice is that some kinks are more physical and then other kinks are mental. Um, so an example of a uh, humiliation kink is cuckolding. Uh, we have dirty talk, face slapping. Um, then we have kinks for exposing or being exposed sexually. Uh, so we have exhibitionism, which I also identify with. Um, which is sexual preference for having sex or being naked in front of other people. Um, and then there's voyeurism, which is sexual arousal from spying on people being naked or engaged in, in sexual activities. Then there's also kinks for multiple sex partners, kinks for sexual orientation, 
Um, then there are some extremes also listed in this article, but if you would like to check all of these out, um, again, the site is kinktest.org and the name of the title is definitions of the most common and popular kinks. So there's over a hundred listed here and I just very briefly um, read off some of the ones that stood out to me. Um, and I like the, how they categorized all of them. I think it makes it a little bit easier to understand. So as you can see, there's pretty much a kink for everybody. Like um, there are so, so many different kinks and I think it's important to become educated, especially when you're just getting into kink and kind of figuring out what you like, what you're into. Um, I think educating yourself also makes room for less judgment on others, but also less judgment on yourself. Um, because, you know, there are people out here that do these things, that enjoy these things, that find pleasure in these things. So um, I just think it's really important to seek out resources to educate yourself. So another type of kink that I want to talk about that's... Um, really common and I think many of us have heard of is BDSM. Um, so what that stands for is bondage, discipline, dominant submission, and sadism, masochism. Uh, so that's like its own little category. And within that, um, you can find bondage, you can find uh, sensation play, you can find the more psychological BDSM with the role playing, with the power exchange, pet play. Sometimes you have your slave and your master um, daddy, dom, little girl, uh, let's see, collaring, impact play. I think I may have already said that, but all of those things fall into this category of BDSM. So that in and of itself is, is another world of information. So if you're newer into the BDSM world, there actually is a test or a quiz that you can take online. Um, I believe you, you can just Google BDSM test and it'll take you to the website. Um, but this will list out in order like your top kinks um, and then it'll explain each one. Um, it's just like a fun little quiz. You don't have to, I mean like online quizzes are fun, but you don't have to like tie yourself to these results. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't have to make that your identity. Um, but I just think it's a good tool to help you get started and kind of like seeing if, if it resonates with you or not. And, you know, you could even learn new terms. Like there were some terms on the list there that I had never even heard of. So, um, I think it's a good way to help you again, educate yourself about, what you're into and kind of like a little gateway into this world. Um, so I wanted to share my top three uh, results when I've taken the, t I've taken the test twice and I always two or three times now actually, and I always get the same answers. Um, but my number one was non-monogamist, which I find resonates a hundred percent. The second one is brat. The third one is submissive. And I feel like all of these things resonate with what I'm into right now, and um, I will go a little bit more into detail when I get into my story about discovering my kinks. But before we move on, I wanted to define uh, brat and submissive. So usually in 
a um, BDSM relationship or in a dominant submissive relationship, one person will take the role of the dominant while another person takes the role of the submissive. Um, So pretty much the submissive is there to serve their dominant. But uh, one thing to remember is that everything is consensual. So a dominant is not somebody who just tells the sub what to do uh, without their consent. So consent is very important. A brat is a type of submissive. Um, So a a brat is basically somebody who acts out, um, who tests boundaries on purpose um, to get, you know, sometimes brats like punishments, um, which are also known as punishments. Um, And they will act out to get punished. So that's like the best way. This isn't a definition that I looked up or anything. This is just my own definition of what I understand it. And usually a brat's submissive will be someone who is attracted to that, who is attracted to a brat. um, And they are known as brat tamers. Um, So they can help the brat to kind of control their behavior in a way and learn how to behave and... um, They can kind of provide for their submissive's needs so that the brat doesn't need to act out. And sometimes it's nice to have that dynamic uh, with someone who likes a brat because I find that some some dominants can be a little bit annoyed by brats. And in that case, that may not work out too well. So I think I've already dumped a lot of information on you. Um, If you want to know more about kinks, fetishes, BDSM, please just do your research, educate yourself, like I said, uh, check out the resources that I have previously mentioned, and now I'm going to get into my personal story of discovering kink. So I would describe my sexual experience early on as vanilla um when i first you know started having sex it was just very vanilla very plain i didn't really know you know when you're starting off uh exploring sexuality you don't know much and you're just kind of learning as you go um some people may know what they're into right away but it's for me it was very much trial and error and i just kind of followed my turn on and for you know the majority of my time that I've been having sex it's been vanilla um I would say with my primary partner that I've been with for over a decade I we kind of tried different things as far as like bondage um things like choking like very light choking and spanking um I would say that's probably as as much as we've done um Let's see. Yeah, so like pretty early on, we played around with handcuffs. Um, yeah, and just like choking, just like really lightly, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, I would say it was vanilla. And and to be clear, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the vanilla sex. Like I love vanilla sex every once in a while. Um, you know, just because I consider myself kinky, I it doesn't mean that every sexual experience I have has to be that way. Um, because there are some partners that I don't want to be kinky with. There are some partners that I, I love vanilla sex with. There are some partners then that I 
all I want is kink with them. So it really depends on the partner um, and how they make me feel, how we vibe. It really depends. So like when I say vanilla sex, I, I don't want anybody to get offended or to feel like, you know, they're, they maybe should be doing more. Like, no, that's not at all uh, what it is. Um, so yeah, and it, it actually took me a while to even introduce toys um, into my own sexual experience, like masturbation or with a partner. Uh, I used to masturbate a lot when I was younger um, as a teen, first discovering my sexuality and pleasure and all of that, uh, but never with toys or props or anything like that. So it wasn't until... Then I then once I got into my uh, marriage and everything like that, I feel like I didn't really masturbate that much. Um, and then after I had my second child, I I kind of went through this like sexual awakening and a spiritual awakening. It was just like so much in my life changed, so much of my views changed, so much of how I saw myself changed, uh, so much of how I felt about my body and pleasure changed, and. So I would say it was about three years ago when I kind of started that journey of like exploring my sexuality deeper. Um, and I started masturbating again and my first, and I remember my partner was really supportive and he bought me my first um, toy, which was actually a crystal wand. It was a rose quartz wand and it was great. It was a great um thing to get started with and to just like explore my my body with and I feel like our sex has always been great we've always had great chemistry um in that aspect um so it's been really fun kind of adding things to it um and I remember being kind of scared to go into the sex shop and a little bit embarrassed uh but now I just like I walk in I know where everything is um we go there pretty often, and it's been really fun trying new things. Um, so recently, we've bought some extra things, like we just got a spreader bar, um, and we have like a little crop for spanking and all of that stuff, but we don't engage in like the power play or anything like that. So I would say I really started looking deeper into kink, um, Maybe a year ago, like a year and a half, um, it, around the time where, around the time when my poly journey started, actually, especially since I was meeting new people, exploring with new partners and all of that stuff. Um, and that was around the time when I was uh, connecting with people on Instagram, you know, in, in the polyamorous community and the kink community. Um, I had found this page, which unfortunately they don't post anymore, and it's really sad, but, um, and they took all their posts down. Um, so I was reading, doing a lot of reading up on, on this person's page because they would post very educational content about very specific kinks and things like that. And if I saw something on there that I think I may be interested in, then I would go to Google or YouTube or you know, just research it a little bit more and then see if that would be something that I like. And that's kind of how I got more into learning about, um, I do like impact play and I do like power play. Um, and I, I feel like most of my kinks fall under the BDSM category. 
uh, like I mentioned earlier, the majority of my kinks are more psychological. Um, so I am really into uh, DDLG as a submissive. Um, I do feel like there's a little bit of a switch part inside me. And um, for those of you who don't know, a switch is somebody that can be a submissive or a dominant. Um, again, it depends on the person. I'm still exploring my dominant side. I'm still exploring that switch side, but I feel like I've been more submissive in my journey um, of discovering my kinks and sexuality and all of that. So, but it wasn't until I had a specific partner who just made me feel a certain type of way. And I couldn't really describe it at the time because I wasn't sure what it was. Um, but he just made me feel safe, cared for. Um, there was also a, an age gap. So it kind of right off the bat had that like DDLG vibe. Um, there Now, there doesn't always have to be an age gap for it to be DDLG, but... I just think that added to it and um, I really enjoyed the way that I felt with this person and I just wanted to submit to them and I hadn't really experienced that with anybody else and I guess that is what most people would describe as subspace um, or like the sub headspace like every time I was with this person I would go into this very specific headspace um, and then I... In that relationship, I like really discovered a lot about my kinks, about BDSM, about how power dynamics work, um, about my my own boundaries. Because in that kind of dynamic, you have to sit yourself down and think about what are your hard no's. So what are you not willing to do? What are your hard yeses? Like things that you'll definitely do. What are your maybes? Um, so I really had to sit down and just have a conversation with myself and look within and see, you know, what do I consent to? What is okay? What is not okay? And it was like a very eye-opening experience because I'm like, wait a minute, like, I never thought I would be open to that, like knife play, really? Um, but you know, if you just put put aside the self-judgment You'll be surprised and communication, you know, like communicating to the person, like, I think I may be into this. Um, and that it was just really helpful to have that safe space in which I could express those things and they would be received well. Um, so I'm really grateful for that experience. And, you know, because we were both new, of course, there were some things that and didn't really work out the way that I had envisioned in my mind. But I did learn a lot from that experience, and I feel like that experience really catapulted my um, kink journey. And so that's pretty much been my journey. Like, it's not this, like, extraordinary aha moment. Um, it was just kind of like baby steps, like taking the bondage that I had been playing with to the next level. So then instead of using handcuffs, like, what else can we use? Um, I've also discovered that I really would like to try rope play, um, and then some other things like, you know, there's consensual non-consent and there, like all of these scenes that I've had in my mind that I've been wanting to try, um, 
and I feel like one thing will lead to the next. So that's kind of how it started for me. Like first I wanted to try, um, you know, the power play. Then I wanted to try doing a scene in which we really fully embrace those roles. Um, then I wanted to try knife play and like it went really well. And it's just been like a domino effect from there where like one thing will lead me to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, and that's pretty much what it's been like for the last, I would say like year, year and a half. Um, recently I haven't really discovered too many new things. Um, well, actually, except for the fact that I like, I'm finally owning that I'm an exhibitionist. Um, so I do like to expose myself and share my body and I want to have people watch me. Um, so I've been into like making videos with my play partner and um, that's been really fun. And like even getting to post on my Instagram is part of, you know, kind of feeding that need for exhibitionism. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And like I said, most of my kinks lie in the psychological aspect of the power play. Um, I am a brat, so like if there's a need that I need met, I think before being able to like verbally express it, I will act out. And I love to test boundaries. I love to be put in my place. I love to also feel like the nurture, um, nurturing vibes from like a, a daddy dom and somebody who's more of a soft dominant and just they're just kind of like really tender and like they'll baby me and take care of me um so yeah that is pretty much it for my story about kink and how I've discovered it but I think really um again what catapulted my experience was getting into polyamory and meeting new people and learning other people's kinks connecting with people in the community and learning from them and then kind of, you know, checking in with myself to see what I like. And I can't say that I have fetishes. Like, I don't really have any type of fixation on objects or body parts um, to the point where I feel like it's necessary for my arousal. Now, that doesn't mean that I could discover a fetish later on in life, you know? So I'm very open to, you know, discovering all of these things. Like, I always compare this journey of mine in polyamory, in sexuality, just in my own life as Alice in Wonderland. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I just feel like Alice in Wonderland, just so in it, just one thing leads me to the next. And it's all so... Um, I'm a very curious person, so it's all so intriguing to me, and I love learning new things. And you know, and I, even if it's something that I'm not into, I still enjoy learning about them. All right, so now that I've given you information, now that I've shared my story, I'm gonna wrap up this episode by giving you some pieces of advice. Um, if you are thinking about getting into kink, or if you're feeling that pull towards kink, if you feel like I know there has to be something, I just don't know what it is. Um, this is for you. So the first thing, number one, in 
I feel like, especially in kink and BDSM and, you know, fetishism, all of that, but also across the board in all relationships and sexual experiences, make making sure that the experiences are always safe, sane, and consensual. Like, that is the number one. If I could give you only one piece of advice for getting into kink, that is the one piece of advice that I would give you is to make sure that it's safe, sane, consensual. Next thing I wanted to talk about is kind of figuring things out on your own. So a lot of times how we can figure out what we like in order to be able to communicate to our partners what we like is to experiment with yourself, right? So getting to know your body, getting to know what you like. So if you're thinking about sensation play, um, maybe try, you know, rubbing different textures on your body and seeing what you like, and then you can communicate that to your partner and it's a little bit easier when you're actually in the scene and doing your, your playtime to um, have that really amazing experience that's going to create a really heightened sense of arousal. So experiment with yourself before others, like especially if it's something like that could be dangerous. Um, yeah, just so, just so that you can get to know your own boundaries. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. And... These last, um, this last piece of advice is just, like I said before, and I probably sound like a broken record for continuing to say this, but it's so important to educate yourself. Right now, we live in a time where we have the whole world of information literally in our palms, on our phones, with a quick Google search, with apps, with YouTube. Like We have so much information. You can go to the bookstore, you can go to the library, you can um, find local sex shops that have workshops and classes. Um, there are meetup sites, social media, different things online, um, in, in different places where you can meet like-minded people, where you can meet people who are also starting their kink journey and you can connect you know, with like-minded people find your safe space, and start your journey. And it can be really exciting. And at first, it's almost like this rush, this high, and you just want to try everything. Um, but lastly, I just want to say to be patient um, because the last thing you want is to go into things within this like altered state of mind in which you are not able to set boundaries or in which you find yourself vulnerable and being taken advantage of by someone who's more experienced um so you just have to be very aware very patient i know like it's so exciting and you just want to jump into it and to trying all of these things but baby steps a little bit at a time educate yourself first before you try anything um know your boundaries like i said know what your limits are communicate those to your partners and again, make sure it's safe, sane, and consensual. So that wraps up today's episode. It was a shorter one, um, but filled with a lot of information. I just want to thank you if you stayed the whole time. Um, I hope you took notes. You can always go back and re-listen to it. Make sure to download the episode wherever you're listening to this. Um, it really helps me out. You can also find me on Instagram at the Polly Pocket, which will also be listed in the show notes. Um, so you can go to my page, 
You can um, fill out the form in my highlight stories to submit a question or to submit a crazy sex story. Um, You can engage with me on there. And one of the things that I just did, and this happened like right after I decided like, fuck it, I'm fully owning my exhibitionist self 1000%. So I made an exclusive site on OnlyFans. So that is live. I've been posting every day. And with the new Instagram policies, it's going to be hard for me to post some of the pictures that I used to post. Like, I'm probably not going to be posting as much lingerie photos or like seductive, suggestive photos, unfortunately, but I will still be posting that stuff on my exclusive site, which is OnlyFans.com slash Naughty Polly. And I'm keeping the subscription price very affordable. Like I said, I post daily and I do share a lot more. Um, Later on, I plan on sharing some videos and things like that um, to just like really get into this exhibitionism. And it's been really fun creating content for that. So make sure you check that out as well. I will talk to you guys next week. I'm here every Thursday. Again, this is Polly in real life. And thank you so much for listening. Really making up, yeah.